beep a beep a beep a beep 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 beep
like the most Jewish like character actor ever. He's like, I get to be a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. But yeah, he's wearing like a lab coat and stuff. So we're like, he's a science teacher. But yeah. he just, it's such a vague like, here are some animals you guys get to take care of for totally. a week, I yeah. think is the assignment. I think so. Like yeah. keep this animal alive. And then they all are assigned animals. But Zach is like, I found this duck. I have an affinity for this duck that I found <laughs> roaming at the pond that we never see. Never see. Yeah. All, also, and just so you know, I know you're like, not familiar with this. I get like way deep into it and really nitpick. Okay. Because to me, they... So, you know, later in the episode, they're like, imagine if we were rich. And yeah. I'm thinking... If you have a fucking pond as part of like your high yeah. school experience, I feel like you're pretty rich. That's a pretty good campus. And I feel like if your biggest dream is still contained within the high school. Within the high school. If you're that rich, you're going to still go to high school. That's, yeah. They really dig each other. Yeah. There's no – there is a very insular life. Yeah, they like, never want to hang out with anyone else. So we're stupid rich. We can give building $1,000 just yeah. as a tip for coming in the room yeah. and doing a good job. But we're still going to hang in But we're high still going to go to high school. Yeah. Like home study, no, no. Like we're, we're not going to travel or anything. Totally, we're just going to hang in high school. Yeah. Well, yeah. So yeah. So he's like, I found this duck out by the pond because I was playing baseball and somebody hit the duck with a baseball and I think yeah. she's injured. Which yeah. he also immediately was like, it's a she. How? Who the fuck knows what gender a duck is? He's like, yeah. it's a she duck. I no know genitalia this. check. Just yeah. like straight up, like she got hit by. With, yeah. Yeah. So then the teacher's like, "Okay, well that that can be your animal that you can take care of for a week." Yeah. And they're like, "Okay, thanks." And then you, but when we were watching this, you knew the guy standing behind Lisa. Okay. You were so like right up, right off the bat, yeah. So my buddy Scotty mm-hmm. was standing right behind Lisa with the bee hat and the hoop earrings, mm-hmm. <laughs> left and right hoop earrings, sign of <laughs> times. And and I was like, oh, there's my buddy Scotty, who I actually just like found, because I needed to tag him in a post on Facebook yesterday, and like referencing some like old video I had done. Right. And like I didn't even realize it was on Facebook, so I found him and added him, so he was fresh in my mind, and like there he was right there. And then I realized that like while this is going on, like I feel like he started dating Lark. I mean, I know he did, but I just don't know during, the timeline. But during this episode, mm, I feel like well, because he was on it, he was an extra on it for like a couple of years, right? And I feel like somewhere around this point is when he started uh, dating Lark. Yeah. Now, how okay being there and being on on the set in in that environment, like how what kind of downtime? So during downtime, you guys could just hang with the cat. Like it wasn't like they separated you guys no, or anything, no. or they did any diva shit. Like no, no, I mean. You know, I, growing up in L.A., I had friends that were like had their own shows and like I've been on lots of sets at that point. Mm-hmm. But like this was this was also like I mean, it wasn't like a primetime show. You know what I mean? It's right. like like to put it in perspective, it's just sort of like it's like before cable ruled and like all great programming came from cable. Cable was always sort of like, oh, yeah, well, it's a cable show. It's not right. network or whatever. Right. But, you know, if you're a writer, you want to get a gig or something or as an actor. But this was sort of viewed as like, oh, that's that sort of daytimey kids thing. So it wasn't yeah. like they had some primetime hot show or something. It wasn't like 90210. Right. You go to the set of 90210 at the time, and they're going to have their trailers, and they're not going to hang out. Yeah, they're not going to let you hang out. You know, I think, honestly, like, these guys were just stoked that people, like, wanted to hang out. Right, right. I mean, and, you know, and it was, a, it was a legit show. I mean, but, you know, so we had a lot of downtime. I mean, basically, my friend Yuri, who's in a lot, who's in this episode and who's all over the place, he's got super long hair, who now is... <laughs> Still a very good friend of mine, incredibly su- successful film producer and commercial producer. Um, 
he was he's in the background and he was just like hey my mom is like stage manager on saved by the bell like if he knew i needed a gig before that i was writing cue cards on the dating game and the newlywed game no way yeah so like when you see like that episode where they're like what's the strangest place you ever had made whoopee with your wife and it's like in the butt like we wrote that card no way yeah like for real like so like I, that gig ended and then like I needed to do a gig I was making records I had a single and a video coming out right <clears throat> but I needed to like make a little bit of money like I was like probably fresh out of high school mm-hmm. and uh, Yuri was like dude like we go there and we hang out and like you know some people just get stoned and hang out and you like eat craft ah! you eat craft service and you like <clears throat> stand there and you make like 75 bucks a day and I'm like killer or you know I'm sure it was something like that and right. I'm like okay cool so Tons of downtime, hanging out. Then they corral you and they go, oh, you in the back. You go stand here and they pair you up and you look like you'd be talking to this person and you here, go. And then people would just go. And like, so they pair words. you up for what these is fake that? There conversations? There is a word actually for extra. Um, for the f- for what the mumbling extras do. There is actually a word for there that. There is a word for that actually. Yeah. You're totally right. And that infuriated me. Because so they because they would say that they would say do whatever they wouldn't say that they would just say now, you I, guys I should talk up. right and so Yuri brought me on the show Yuri's girlfriend was Dina who is the pretty girl with the black hair pulled back uh, the Greek girl who figures prominently in the sort of cafeteria area right um, my friend Liddell was another cat on the show and Scotty and myself I was hanging out at break and Casper Van Diem like is it Dean or Diem Casper Van Diem like who is like I just tested for this movie and blah, blah, blah. Because, like, you know, a lot of these people really want to be actors. I just wanted to get, like, a paycheck and lunch. Right. But, like, Casper was, like, acting. And, he, like, was he, like, this is my chance to, like, show uh, what he, I can he do? He was, like, doing his thing. He was, like, this, like, you know, pretty, you know, he was, like, a Zach Morris type. Right. You know what I mean? And right. then he got Starship Troopers and became, like, massive for 10 minutes. Right. <laughs> um, and then who else was in this? Like, uh... There was a couple of other extras, but we all knew each other. And so we would all just hang out and like, you know, that was it. So like, yeah, like Mario, like in that one scene in the beginning where I'm sitting in the front row, like, like between takes, he'd like talk to me and like, oh, so you do music. That's cool. You know, this person, that person, he like, you know, try to strike up a vibe and we should hang sometime. I'm like, yeah, okay, dude. And like, you know. (laughs) Were you totally rolling your eyes? Like, sure, Slater will definitely hang. I mean, he's just really jockey and like, I mean, to, to put it in perspective, like, at 18, when I did this, yeah. um, I had a record deal. I hung out in hip-hop clubs that were, like, 21 and over hip-hop clubs in Hollywood. Right. Like, super, like, club land kid. Right. So, like, the idea – and, like, all of my friends who I grew up with were actors or musicians. So, like, he was just, like, you're just not – he wasn't, like, my type of guy. Like, right, you know, at 18, no, you totally. know what your scene is. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it wasn't, like, oh, the guy from the show wants to hang out. I was just, like, yeah, what, you're going to come with me to, like, some Zulu Nation hip-hop club totally. with iced tea and all my free – like, come on, dude. Like, right. it was, like – God, I wish. Whatever. What a buddy comedy. I wish you'd have brought him to yeah, that world. That would have been pretty heavy. But, you know, that, just like, wasn't going to happen. Like, right. like – I don't know. It was weird. But, like, I, I knew lots of teen actors growing up in L.A. Really? Yeah, like, lots. And, like, we all grew up together and went to school together. Right. We went to a professional child acting. You went to, like, an acting school? No, I went to a school. Or a school, per, a, school. No, it was even lesser than that. It wasn't, like, fame. You're making it sound like it was, like, me and Leroy were dancing right. and <laughs> Gino on the synthesizer. No. It was, like, me and Balt Getty... 
and <gasps> Mila Jovovich and Jenny Lewis from Rilo Kylie and your best friend Shifty Shellshock. Yes. And Mickey Avalon, the rapper. Right. And Corin Nemec from you Parker, Parker Lewis, Lewis. who's my best friend in high school. I loved Parker Lewis. And I loved that show. It's pretty amazing. It had a ton of Morrissey references, that show. Really? Legit. They would like say Morrissey lyrics really? in the dialogue. Totally, totally. Yeah, I was on that set a lot. That's a whole other story. We were really, that trailer was heavy. That <laughs> the trailer crazy. was it was not a PG. So then, um, and who else went to our school? Um, like, I think maybe Drew and Alyssa and Christina Applegate went there before us, but they were like a few years older. And then who else went there? There's a couple other kids. Oh, my my buddy Ernie Reyes Jr. who had a show in the 80s called Sidekicks with Gil Gerard. It was about a, a white cop who who adopts a, a Filipino kid who's a martial arts expert and they fight crime together. And he was also a Ninja Turtle. And in that what? movie, Surf Ninjas, he went yes. to school with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like, there was literally like 15 actors and me. Right. And the reason why I went is because you got out at like 1230. Oh, okay. And so it was oh, like... So people could go on auditions and right, stuff. Right, which okay. for me meant like... I can go like the gym and go to the studio and hang out. Right, right. So it was like kind of a real cop out school. Does it still count? You get like a diploma. Does it count as yeah. a school? Like I don't really think anybody from that school went to college afterwards. Right, <laughs> so right. Well, because yeah, because it's like how many? Cl- it was you get like out a, how many accredited. Classes? Yes, but like it was like I mean, like I went camping and hung out with one of my teachers. Like he was my bro. Right, <laughs> like, right. With like girls. <laughs> like seriously, it was not. It was a little bit suspect. But the point being, like. <laughs> Saved by the Bell was a little bit down, oh, down, downstream for us. It was sure. like Parker Lewis was a lot cooler at the time, and also yeah. like all, and the, oh, and like they did a, they did a TV series of The Outsiders, and all those kids went to my school. Oh, okay, okay. Like so, Jen, so and, Jen and extra- Heather McComb and Jay Ferguson, and we Leo and Toby were like two or three years younger, but coming up in that world. Did you hang oh, out Soleil with Leo went to our, Soleil went to our school. What? Punky, yeah. I was all and I was a rapper. There. I was like this odd man out, like just surrounded by. Dude, team. please. Did you ever hang out with Leo DeCaps? Yeah, of course. Dude. Yeah, Leo's like super sweet. I love that guy. Yeah, he's he's no, at least legit. Like not like per like. No. I just will see any movie that dude's in. Like Leo, Leo is legit. Like a really really cool guy. Like he's nice. Like so is Toby. Like I used to like play backgammon with Toby like all the time. Like back in like early 2000s that's insane that's yeah, insane play basketball we used to play basketball together all those cats but like you know they're really I mean it's weird like grow, the best okay this is the best side note best <laughs> teen Hollywood ever is me and Corin were at the Formosa hammered right and Todd, as teenagers and Todd Bridges sat down what? with us and was what? giving us a you guys don't realize you're on the wrong path talk <gasps> what <laughs> swear to god how old were you 1920 20 years old at the formosa like right down the street uh, we lived we grew up and lived at the formosa really yeah like totally like we ran that place i mean basically just comes over and tries to talk some balthazar davy arquette me our buddy rodney um all this dude hartwell just a crew of la kids who just completely ran the for me as we called it right and todd bridges had just done like some like mow movie of the week or something with corin we well, i was calling corky and he sat down and he's like 
He's like, I see what you guys are doing. He's like, you're drinking, you're drugging, you're doing your thing. He's like, but let me tell you, it just doesn't go anywhere good. And we were like, whatever, dude. <laughs> of, course, of course, of course. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if like Dana Plato had like died yet. We were just like, fuck all that, dude. We're cool, man. Like, and we we're like, and I just wanted to be like, what are you talking about, That's, Willis? Oh, oh, like Wiley's trying to give <laughs> totally, me Totally. Like, it was serious. just like I was hammered and we were laughing at him so much. Oh. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Corin, you're still friends with Corin Nemec? Nemec? For life, Nemec, yeah. Is he single? Atlanta boy. He's actually from Arkansas, but he did some time in Atlanta, I think. Is he married? Uh, he's he's not married. Is he single? I believe he's single. Will you give him April Richardson's phone number? Done. Yes! I'll go on a date with Parker Lewis. Let him know I'm cool. You came to my house. You Parker, see how cool I am. Parker's the coolest. All right. You heard it here for, or first, folks. <laughs> totally going to date him. Okay. Um, so Mario Lopez and I did not hang out. No. You did not hang out. Screech tried to. So tried to hang so out with you? in the hallway, we're upstairs in the production office. Screech is like, oh, hey. And he starts talking to me. And he's like, and literally, he's like, are you into guns? I don't know how he segued into it. And I'm like, not really. And he's like. Okay, hold on, hold on. Yeah. So one of the first things Screech said to you is, are you into guns? Well, he just started talking about stuff. And then he's like, you know, like, you should come out and hang sometime. We'll go shooting. And I'm like, what do you mean shooting? And he's like, well, guns. And I'm like, what kind of guns? He's like, oh, I have an M16. I have an AR-15. I have an Uzi. I have a carbine. He starts naming crazy assault rifles. Now, I swear on my life, Screech was telling me about the crazy, like, different militaristic... (gasps) automatic and semi-automatic automatic weapons that he fires off in a field that targets and that <gasps> that was his passion. All, and again, at the, he's a teenager when he's telling you Spending this. Spending his SAG residuals <gasps> on machine guns. Can teenagers guns. buy guns? How do you no, all but I'm sure his, buy a I'm gun? sure his parents bought it for him. Oh my but he God. was like, and I was like, he's like, so we can go out and shooting. And I was just like, yeah, I'm cool, man. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like I'll, I'll pass on shooting a fucking really, AK-47 yeah. with but you But like, screech. it's weird because like... Be- I think that because I went into this situation as like I don't give a fuck and right. it's like a job that that and because like I stood out that like I wasn't some like shiny actor kid I had like dreads and like yeah did you, you know they put me in these clothes because they would never let me wore wear what I wore and so like I stood out so these people were just coming up to me and like wanting to sort of like hang with me and stuff and so like screech like no don't want to shoot weapons Maria eh I yeah. already heard the stories from a couple of girls a little pushy yeah it's kind of well documented like if you just google Mario Lopez is the first the auto I, the I, auto filling out I, I'm is just, pushy I'm just guessing that there would be something super uncool that you wouldn't want to follow is right right and I knew a girl at the time who was like, yeah, like he got real pushy with me. And then later someone else told me that. And then when he started hanging out with Joe Frank from Girls Gone Wild and going on the – you don't know about that? No. Mario Lopez became like the spokesman for Girls Gone Wild because his best friend was Joe Frank and they would go on the bus. He's best friends with Joe Francis from Girls Gone Wild. Frank, yeah, Francis. Yeah. Okay, so he used to be in those videos. He used to get on the bus and travel – or before he was married – like 10 years ago travel around the country on that bus picking up girls and being like an on mic sort of spokesman because that was his best friend and joe francis is like the worst dude oh, ever worst 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 if that's but, your dog <laughs> yeah then that said something so you're saying that like mario After lopez he, was the guy being like hey don't you want to take your shirt off like trying to get the chicks he's to take on their he's on off? videos like hanging out with him well and, i don't it's like i've watched girls going wild i made my wife buy me them for christmas what? are you yeah. serious totally i remember they're so dumb they're so dumb me and my best friend millie and Atlanta, like, that's what it is well yeah that we used to 
maybe this is gonna paint me in a weird light but me and millie like our thing any celebrity sex yeah, tape we yeah. would totally watch like it's immediately awesome. yeah. we'd be like oh. we've seen the vince neal one the fred it's durst the one the, even the r kelly one which yeah. fucking gave us nightmares it was so terrible and disturbing so we were like well we the should only watch type of pornography worth watching is like is celebrity sex is tapes. nipple slips Pam up, up skirts one. yeah <laughs> nipple slips up skirts and celebrity sex tapes. well and normally they're funny like they're you know like a pam and tommy sex tapes like the most hilariously stupid did you see screeches ever. Oh, okay, that one no because I don't want to see Screech's dick ever, That's ever, heavy. ever. I can't even imagine. No, no, no. I don't. I saw ever like like a it. clip or something. I was trying. Oh. I pictured that in machine guns, and I'm like, this dude's dark. Yeah, he's real dark. Super dark. Yeah, but the, we so we did watch like five seconds of a girl's gone wild just to be yeah. like, what's this about? Yeah. And it was just really depressing. It was just clearly drunk girls. Well, see, I liked it. Like, are- I like like the idea of like, wow, that's somebody's daughter. Like that's you super- like that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Kids? A son. Oh, oh, okay. So it doesn't really. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's like so because it's so like it's so that makes depre- it dirty. No, it's not even a sexual thing. It's just so f- because here's the thing: girls gone wild in the beginning was girls like taking off their shirts and laughing, and it was just that. And then like by the time like your commercials like were like hugely famous and I was like I want to get one of those my wife bought it for me the problem is they would actually have scenes where they get girls to make out and then it becomes like a weird awkward like forced soft porn where I just wanted to see girls like at a bar like flash and like drunk and puke and laugh because right. it's like, funny right right but like once it became like oh these are like sexual in nature it became kind of gross see to me I don't I'm, I'm a woman so yeah. I, it just seemed too like they don't really know what they're doing it's not like they're sound no, that's mind why it's and like awesome. you're weird no 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 because well, you're like, a dude i'm sure no, most dudes that's no, why it's no, successful no, no, no. Like, i don't mean like i mean because it's so dark and depressing and that's why it's awesome that's why it's funny right oh. it's like <laughs> okay for the same reason that that it's funny when for the same reason that it's funny when you watch worst rap battle ever right you know or when you watch like you know any like crazy meme of like something you know what i mean right, it's right. like the reason why people like Upworthy or like, you know, yeah, Reddit. I mean, I, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. not like in a, oh, I'm just going to sit back, eat some pretzels, have a beer and watch girls lift their shirts. Right. Like, that's <laughs> super creepy. Like right. m- probably why 99% of people are buying it. Well, of course. Of but course. for me, it's just like, oh my, like, <laughs> like just like the idea that like what happens after. Like, oh my God, did you. Do you remember what we did last night? Yeah, like, and then now it's on a thing. I want to watch that. Like, right. Not even the, like, flash. I want to see the realization. R- of at, what at, they did. At the, like, brunch at the hotel right. in Cabo. Oh, right. Where they're like, <laughs> in oh, line, God. the omelet line. Like. We totally flashed for AC Slater last night, and exactly. Joe Francis got it on tape. Wow. See, well, I, you're, I did not know that he was best Super friends dark. with him in real life. The darkness that runs through this is so heavy. It yeah. is. Yeah. It totally is. And Slater. And Gosselar seems like he'd be the bad dude, like Ricky Schroeder, but he's actually, like, a nice guy. I was going to say, if... He must have been pulling in so much tail. Was oh, he, Gossel, I yeah, don't know. Zach was not like because because they were all sort of in relationships, like or some of them. Like I know Mario wasn't; he was just like a total hound. And I don't know about anything about Zach. I know that um, Lark had a boyfriend, then didn't, and then was dating my friend. Right, and then um, who else is there? Kelly. Kelly was going out with our other buddy Brian Austin Green. Bag right. David Silver and her were going out. I think that was later though. Okay. I feel like that was later. They weren't dating during when she was on 90210. I don't know, but Brian on Brian was definitely going out with with Tiffany. Okay. I think at this time, but maybe not. And you said when we were watching this briefly something about you trying to date Jesse. No, Jesse made it clear that she was into me. 
And you didn't take her up well, on that. Unfortunately, the first, the third credit that comes on the screen is Don, the director. Don Barnhart. And Don Barnhart was kind of. It was either Don or I'm sorry. Wait, no, no. We'd have to watch the credits again. Can we let the credits roll? Uh, sure. Because I think that I can tell you the name. Because what happened was one of the stage managers came up to me and was like, "Just want to let you know that Kelly." Um, made it very clear to me that were she not dating the producer of the show that she would definitely want to go out with oh you, you. mean jesse you mean um I elizabeth say, berkeley yeah what did i say kelly yeah oh no no, no. The, wait the, a minute elizabeth, wait a minute yeah. hold on it's, it's like marco i swear his name is marco oh, um we blew it we no lost. the new the ones for the next episode will roll hold on though they somebody came up to you and said Jesse, she wasn't Jess, the okay, producer. so Elizabeth, Elizabeth went up to her producer and was like, "Who's the dude with the dreads? Who's that guy?" Right? And it was like, "Oh, that's Justin. He's like friends with my, you know, it's like Marco. I swear to God." And so it was basically like, "Oh, like that's Justin. He's like this music guy or whatever is doing this and like." Right. She's like, "He's super cute." She's like, "Man, if I wasn't dating Marco, or is it like Fra- Franco, it Franco? Franco Barrio, red Porsche." Hold on. And Jesse was dating, dating him. him. Totally. I assume he was a total adult man. For like, sure. Like, was he in his forties or something? Absolutely. And, and was she eighteen yet, or was she underage? For sure. Like, I'm sure. I'm sure she. Well, was I thought they were all like sixteen or seventeen during this. I don't know. I wow. Mean, I mean, Chachi was making it happen with Nicole Eggert when she was underage. Well, that's true. Wow. So Jesse wanted to make it happen, and I was so into it. So I spent the rest of the time like. Like, how do I, like, make it happen despite the fact that Franco, the producer with the Porsches, are, right. is her boyfriend? And it just wasn't going to happen. But I have to but say... But it felt good just knowing to that know that. And I got to say, that's a pretty ballsy move on her part to even totally. say that, like, I, I have a boyfriend, but I just want to let, let you know you could get it. Like, that's it's kind pretty of... pretty awesome. Ballsy. Yeah. I mean, she did it through, like, the girl who's a stage manager who's like, oh, no, he's friends with, like... My friend, because like there's two stage managers I knew on the show. One was my buddy's mom, and I think the other one came up and was like, "Yo, she's way into you." And I was like, "Kind of cool," but it turned on me because basically, like, they were always like, "What you're wearing is too like you stand out too much." So like, they changed me and put me in some weird, like, dull, oversized clothes. I'm, yeah, okay. oh, they're huge. Well, that was the time too. We all wore like ridiculous sized clothes because we were right. just bad hip hop style, terrible style. But um. You know, I mean, if I had my way, I would have been wearing like a fringe jacket and no shirt. I mean, like a total like, <laughs> I mean, I was like such a weird hippie. That's like, like personal Jesus videos. Oh, like, no. I mean, that's 90s what I, cowboy goth. That's what I was wearing in my yeah. videos at the time. So like, yeah. they're like, no, we're going to actually throw you in some school clothes. So they throw me in these like ill-fitting clothes and they put me in there. And like the first scene, I'm like sitting there with Mario and I'm, uh, and I'm in the front and like. Yeah, because you're wearing like triple XL sweats or something. So everything's yeah. just massive. Yeah. And like. And, and like Mario and I are like sitting there yucking it up and elbowing each other laughing and like I was right there like boom front row and then like the next one they put me in auditorium scene oh then I was standing there in the oil rig scene and I was in the back and I was like this fucking sucks I hate these people I hate this and like I <laughs> I hated the extras and I was there like and I was like I'd move my mouth and go say actual words you look like a fucking asshole like don't talk to me don't do the extra thing you look like an right. idiot like right. say so actual things sometimes people are having fake conversations sometimes i was doing that and then sometimes i was like yeah this is bullshit or god i'm starving or like what right. time do we get out of here right. like, it was never a fake conversation it was always real stuff because i was like i, I can't demean myself like that i have right. to it i can't just be like oh my god look what lark's doing you know like right. stupid like right. not an actor so i'm sitting there and then the third scene was the end auditorium. 
and the actual like in the middle of the scene when they're doing the whole thing like with like the like model and the demonstration like as i said before what looks like screech is gonna get up there and go flash dance on the table uh i'm sitting there and all of a sudden like you hear the stage manager it's like hold on a sec hold on something from the booth hold on she puts her ear her hand to her earpiece and she's like hold on what's that what's that um and walks over to me don barnhart is like Don uh, feels like you're standing out too much because I was in the front row right. of the, of the oil presentation. And we're going to move you to the back. And they moved me in the oil presentation from the front row to the back and hid me. And then afterwards uh-huh. came aside and had a talk with me and was like, listen, the stage manager feels like – I mean, sorry. The, the director feels like you stand out too much and you've been getting like a lot of screen time. And – he doesn't want to meet, move you up to a featured extra, and the next thing would be like speaking role. Because, oh, because you like, get do you get more money if you're on screen more, even if you don't talk? He was just like, you stand out too much, right? Right. And you're either going to be integrated into scenes as like a featured extra or right. like a character, and they're not going to write you in, and you stand out too much for like the base side, like whatever. So they're just going to like hide you away more and probably weed you off the show. And I was like, cool. That sucks, though. Well, also you're kind of. I don't, I've not, I don't know these kind of rules. So even if you're, you don't have a speaking line, but you're just kind of in the frame more, you get paid more. No, I don't think so. I think it you was think really, they were just like saying he, they that just said, they just said it. you're a distraction. Right. <laughs> we're, and you weren't pissed about that. You weren't afraid that you just like, weren't going to get paid your money that day or whatever. Uh, no, I don't think I cared at all. Actually. I mean, to like, put it in perspective, in back, going to clubs, doing graffiti right. running around the city tagging like right. you know after you got out of high school at noon yeah for the day. we were like you know me and parker were tearing it up parker like, oh you're blowing my fucking mind because yeah. i really did watch the shit and when i first lose. when i first saw you was at the um at that comedy um show mm-hmm. at, at meltdown yeah, it yeah. must have been, yeah. Yeah, okay, and so you were doing a bit, a great bit about <laughs> your first L.A. celebrity sighting being Shifty Shellshock. Yes. And I was crying laughing because for, cause Seth Binzer, I don't call him Shifty Shellshock. Oh, that's his real name? Yeah. Seth, okay. So Seth Binzer yeah. from West L.A., who's actually, who's always a very sweet kid. But he's, you know, some people like pretend to be all super hard and everything. Yeah. The first time I ever saw Seth Binzer, was at a public enemy show at the Santa Monica Civic Auditorium in 1989 because uh-huh. Fight the Power had already come out, right? 1989. Yeah. Public Enemy, Stetsasonic, Living Color, and Fishbone. There was a riot there <gasps> where I literally saw like two like Crip girls stomp a guy's head out. <gasps> we hid under the bleachers. It was terrifying. And it was like a crazy riot that stopped the show. And I saw Seth outside hanging out with like a bunch of like gangbangery Venice guys and he was like I was 89 I was 16 so he was like 13 and he was like not nervous like he was a little so you're saying he's like hard as fuck for real but I mean he's not I mean he's not like I mean, he's sort of not playing a hard role. Like, Seth used to get into fights all the time. Like, right, right. The thing is, is, like, I knew him as Seth Benzer, who was, like, this really nice kid in school and, like, sort of like a little hoodlum who was a graffiti writer. And then, like, one day he started this group with our other friend, Epic, and they started Crazy Town or whatever. And right. My friend AM, uh, DJ Adam Goldstein, who has since passed, super sad, amazing dude, was their DJ. They did the group Crazy Town, right? And what sucks is whenever he would talk to me in front of people about the group, he's like, I always tell people just that I learned how to write rhymes looking over your shoulder in class. No, and you're like, stop telling people that. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> don't tell him that, dude. Yo, leave me out of leave this, Leave me out of your career. And I love him. He's a sweet kid, man. He's had his struggles. But, like, don't tell people you learn how to rap from Yeah. Me. Oh, see. And look, you know, you got the point of the bit, though. Is it like, I'm from Atlanta. I'm a kid from Atlanta. I moved to L.A. Fucking promised land. Oh, of course. Oh, the streets are paved with movie stars. And that's the guy I see everywhere I go. That's, I like, know. my number one celeb sighting is the dude from Crazy Town. Can I tell you the greatest celebrity sighting, though? Uh, that, yes, that, please. Um, nothing gets me stoked the, okay like literally grew up like friends with the Jacksons right because my dad oh my worked God. my dad right. as you saw the Epic Record shirt that yeah was yeah, yeah. Like the last shot my dad worked for them so like I went to the world premiere of the, of the Thriller video oh. in Beverly Hills I went to the Grammys and like went to the after party with Michael and Brooke Shields and Webster like, oh my God. like Webster no like crazy you're gonna tell me your biggest celebrity sighting is Webster no no the smallest um, Yay. And I actually did have to take him to the bathroom though because he needed to be walked to the bathroom oh. and he was older than me but that's not the greatest so the two ones I got most excited about in the like the last sort of decade was one I saw um, the super cute um, now out gay dude who was in prison break okay like um like Wentworth Miller? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him on Larchmont and got super stoked. Are you, is that like your favorite show? No, I mean, we watched it on the tour bus when I was in a band. We were touring quite a bit. Like, we watched the first season of Prison Break and we're way right. into it. But I just, like, had, like, a man crush on him and thought he was awesome. Right. I totally knew he was gay the whole time. We're like, that dude's super gay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, one, he's mixed. He's black and white. Two, he's gay. Like, right. <clears throat> um, so he's your dude. I was like, whoa, that's kind of bitch. And I saw him. I was stoked on that. Second one. Jeffrey Ross, I've seen a bunch of times, like right. at like delis and stuff, where you'd expect, but like I don't want to out him too much. But it was in like a like a yoga class with me, and it was very exciting. oh yeah, it was very. Did exciting. you talk to him? No, but we we grunted next to each other. Right, right. <laughs> Dude, speaking of, I only as much as I'm like a yeah. huge Depeche Mode fan, yeah. which we talked about before we started recording. Yeah. I only found out recently that Martin Gore's dad was black. Yeah, when he first told me like, that, when that's he, crazy. Most people still have a hard time wrapping their head around that. And I'm it's friends. With, I'm friends with Martin. Well, it explains his hair. I saw Martin like two months ago when they played. It's, yeah, he was I, a southern black dude, is what I read. Which for me, I'm like, yes, those are my people. I mean, Martin swears up and down. This is true, and and I have no reason not to believe him. Oh, you. People it's, it's doubt cl- that it's true? Well, yeah. You look at him and like, I'm mixed. You're like, yeah, I get it. You look at Martin and you're like, he is, but it's curly. Again, look at his hair. Yeah. I know he's like white as fuck. Like, it's whitest super possible. English guy ever. Hey, look. But I, I believe I've it. spent a lot of time with him. And Yo, he writes a lot of the, he's writing those songs. Where do you think he gets that talent from? Well, it's not really just that. Guy. Like, if you, I, I mean, I'm. I've spent many an hour over at his house listening to the jukebox and hanging out shooting pool. And let me tell you, it's exclusively filled with like blues yeah. and soul and like Americana root stuff. And yeah. there's like some like, you know, sort of like, you know, Chet Atkins Z stuff, like some white artists, but it's mostly black music. It's his roots. It's Martin Gore's I know. black could be black lineage. Isn't that insane? Oh no, that blew my mind. Okay, wow, we're way off topic, but it's awesome it's right. anyway. Um yeah, so uh So Scotty dated Lark. Yeah. Je- Jesse Jesse wanted me. Jesse wanted Tis- a piece. Tiffany was with David Silver. Yes. Dina was dating Yuri. They're the extras. Okay. Casper was about to be a Starship Trooper. Yes. What else do I have written down? Here? Well, now we're to the scene. Well, it's the oil thing. They're like, hey, there might be oil here. They struck oil, and then that's when they all dream. They're like, oh my god, that's so awesome! Imagine, imagine yeah. if we were rich. Imagine. Well, there are the there are levels to this for me. The first being that they all assume. That if the school does strike oil, they somehow get the money? Yeah. Like, they all act like, oh, yeah, if, if there's oil at the school, we pocket the profits. 
We're also How trying to find work? we're trying to find logic within a school where the school assembly is thirteen people. That's, yeah, they're like, let's talk to the entire school. <laughs> Which actually was the school we went to was about Well, yeah, for people. your school, but this is supposed to be a normal school where they don't get out at noon. I know. And yeah, the whole school assembly is like thirteen people, and then that's when they're like, Yeah, oil is awesome and we think you guys have some and they're all jazzed about it. And they do. They sit back and daydream like we're gonna be rich. We personally will get these oil profits somehow. Yeah. And like we said earlier, I, I mean, I also wrote down the ridiculousness of if you're if you have unlimited funds and you're like, oh, my God, we're so rich. What are we going to do with these riches? We're going to buy our high school yeah. so we can hang out. Dream big. More? Dream big. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to own the high school. You think Jesse would have like like asked for a Porsche so she wouldn't have to ride around in Franco's yeah. and she could <laughs> date me. She could have her own portion. I have to date a 40-year-old. Fuck. Yeah. But yeah, so they're like, imagine if we owned the school. Yeah, if only. And then, huh. during this fantasy, I'd completely forgotten about this. We see one of the most crazily racist characters. The best thing I've ever seen. Oh, my God. Screech comes in in, like, full Indian garb with uh, yes. with, with cross eyes and doing, like, an Arab... Um, a cross-eyed Arab yes. with, like, two, like, uh, indentured like servant girls. Like, doing, like, a poo from The Simpsons. Like, he totally comes in, like, yes, we will be getting with the With crossed audience. eyes. Cross eyes. It's amazing. I, I, I feel like he comes in on, like, a magic carpet almost. Yeah. I mean, it's just, like... So good. So caricature, crazy races. Like, whoa! Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, that's... But, yeah, that's their whole fantasy is that they somehow get the oil money for themselves. Um... And then, yeah, there's like an assembly with a whole school and you were, we were talking about... When they stop dream... Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. When they stop dreaming, they're in Zach's room and you're like, oh, he's into UB40 and Janet Jackson. Yeah, yeah. that's what he has. His, oh, UB40 and he has poster. Yahtzee on his show because yeah. every kid who's into UB40 loves Yahtzee. First of all, <laughs> d- zero kids were into UB40 because this, this is like my age times. Yeah. And that was when I first saw that poster in another episode. I'm like, I knew zero kids in high school who and were like, yo, c- have you heard Red? red wine that's yeah, exactly my jam. and then it got super heavy because there's a magic johnson poster on the wall mm. and this is 91 so it's just before just the before. announcement oh it's like true. you should go to the next season and, and see, see if the magic poster down. is down what if they did what if they're like yo we can't can't really rep yeah. aids like that yeah. <laughs> so heavy Fuck. I will pay the next episode to see if that is the case. They're like, hey, we got to rearrange the posters in here. Here, one thing. I just about the magic poster. Like, love him. Great. You know, a yeah, lot yeah. of rings. Done a lot for the city. Great yeah, guy. But we can't really. Yeah. I mean, there's the whole AIDS thing. Maybe we should take that down, replace it with like a simply red By poster the way, to you go know with what? the UB41. You know what just came out about magic? Like, first off, most amazing story. Everybody wrote him off in 91, thought he was going to be dead by 92. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Like, thought it was a death sentence, you know. Of course, he had access to the best meds, the best health care. Of, of course. Very, very wealthy guy. Which, you know, his wealth in basketball, side note, because I'm an NBA geek, he was signed to a contract that by today's standards is pen- pennies. Just terrible. His money, you know, Dr. Jerry Buss told him how to invest. He said, I want to be a businessman. He goes, well, here's how you invest. And so he invested in the inner cities. And he started the Magic Johnson Theater. Oh, yeah, and, and like, like Magic Johnson Fridays and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. Starbucks to the hood. Like all yeah. kinds of stuff made a fortune way more than he ever could have dreamed of in basketball and he's like gone on to live this amazing life but having said that the fact that it just came out like little known facts about magic johnson and one of the things was at the peak of his lakerness he a champion like level he was said to have and this is like by his own account was said that he 
was sleeping with 600 women a year. That means more than one a day and would com- Is that like more than Wilt Chamberlain no, numbers? No. Oh. But would commonly finish a game, have somebody brought back one or two girls from the stands to the sauna, have sex with them in the sauna, shower and then do post-game interviews. What? Yeah. So- you kind of wonder like, wait a minute, and you got you got a sexually transmitted disease? Right. It's like the 90s like Think about the sheer numbers and how many women at that point must have been like, yeah, I didn't, there was no condom. Like, that's crazy. Okay. You, but you're that's, telling me. That's kind of day one contagion outbreak. Oh <laughs> like, my, of, of course. Heavy. Of course. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm like speechless because you like, so in between the end of a game and then you seeing him talking to whatever. Had already slept like, with two Bob girls Costas. in a sauna. Oh my God. Yeah. By his own account. This is not some like room or some weird thing. Heavy. Oh, my God. So, so dark. I will say one thing that I do really like about him is that he's super repping his super gay son hard. Like, he's just like, yeah, my son's gay as hell. I love it. Yeah. He's super flamboyant. and Yeah, I mean, what? But you know what I I mean? Like, most NBA, I don't think that's that would be a common thing that most NBA players might be like, oh, man, I can't deal. And he's, like, hanging with him in public. Like, yeah. I think, honestly, it's less... Because if you look at, like, not to get too heavy, but if you really look at, like, um, if you look, was it Prop 8 in, a, in yeah. California? Right. If you look at the way that that divided along color lines and mm-hmm. race, it's more about the influence of the church in those neighborhoods yeah, and less about. So it's like, yes, sports guys are like R&B artists. And as soon as they win an award or like they spike a football, they're like, I'd like to thank Jesus. Well, yes. But I would think that the ones, the, the, the athletes that would be less accepting of, of, gay children would be the ones that are religious not just a black not just black dudes yeah, yeah no I mean you know there is the whole down low thing and sort of the unspoken thing about wow like two thirds of black youth are incarcerated in the inner city and then this happens in prison and they come out like no one talks about that in the black or Latino community right which is why AIDS is actually still on the rise is because people don't talk about it in right. those communities and that's why it's on the rise in those communities having said that if you really look at like the, the component like the racial component or like the like accepting of sexuality you know what his name jason collins has come out as like the first out basketball player he's not on a team right now he wasn't going to be on a team anyways because he's just like not an in-demand right basketball player right but as he's a free agent people are like some teams need have deficiencies and need to pick up a player a big interior post guy everybody's like jason collins would be great but it's like how is he going to fit into a system and like a locker room because clearly like some of these guys are really close-minded. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Magic has been super cool about that. But, you know, he's not really in a position to be judging anybody. Hey, maybe that's why Zach has, you know, Zach's into open-minded dudes. That's why he's got a Magic poster on his wall. Totally. Foreshadowing. He's like, hey. he And, like, Zach seems like he'd be, like, really racist, but he's, like, I don't think he is. <laughs> he seems like it. Really? Well, his best, you know, his other best friend's a, a Latino dude. Yeah, Mario. You know. Yeah. And, and a black chick. It, once you really, once you really start to know how creepy Mario is, and then you see him doing like Rose Parade and shit, you're just like, right. "Don't they know? Like, well, he's so creepy." To get, maybe he's, he has like a daughter. I think now he's like married with it. Maybe I feel like dudes who are even like the pervious dudes when they grow up and they have daughters, especially, he's different than pushy. Yeah, I guess that's true. I but feel, I do. That's feel, a weird line. Like that's just not. It's never okay. Oh no, it's not great. I'm absolutely not it's, defending. It's beyond him. not great. No, it's not it's ideal. Like, there's this guy who's up for the Heisman Trophy right now, and the big debate is he was cleared of all charges. There are no charges, but he's cleared. The investigation cleared 
you know, the, the inappropriate, you know, sexual misconduct with the girl or whatever. And they were saying, oh, well, you know, the police investigation found nothing. He's well, fine. Well, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It doesn't that mean means anything. Nothing. It means yeah. insufficient evidence. It yeah. means the girl changed her mind. It's like, it's creepy. Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible all the way you around. Read? I'm absolutely yeah. not defending him. Please know that. But I'm saying, I feel April like... April Richardson dudes- no! is totally cool with date <laughs> no! rapists. No, no. <laughs> but I feel like when those dudes have daughters, I feel like they are even like, oh, fuck. I was a fucking gross asshole. I feel yeah. like that kind of makes them realize it. He's super it. gross regardless. He's because just, they think, yeah. oh my God, I hope nobody does to my daughter what I did to Hold other women. Hold on a second. We're going to Google Mario Lopez. Is right now and see what autofill comes up with okay so okay anyway so yes this the whole school has an assembly where the oil guy comes in to say here's what's up we're gonna drill for oil yeah. um we made a comment about how that guy was super spread eagle every like, dude in the scene like like casper van Dien is like he's super spread eagle and has like a weird mangina thing with tight like acid wash jeans yeah. and then they cut immediately to the like of course he's a texas oil magnate right he comes in and he's like his Super legs could not be wider. Yeah, like seriously, he was almost in a weird yoga pose, sitting in his chair, just like, check out my package. Like, <laughs> super weird. Yeah, and I, this assembly, and just like the one at the end, what is it? Oh, okay. You typed in Mario Lopez is, and the first autocomplete is Mario Lo- Lopez is a douchebag. That's the first autocomplete. Wow. Then then douche, then jerk. Yes. Hold on, let's just do None comma. None of them are favorable. Let's just do comma. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, there's a lot of unfavorable. In 93, he was, oh, okay. So in 93, he was accused of date raping an 18-year-old woman. But <gasps> they found no evidence to support it. All right. <gasps> so two years after this. Oh, no. Oh, but Dustin Diamond claims girl Mario Lopez allegedly rape was paid. So then it's okay? Heavy. Oh, this is way dark. I told you. It's just not the dark side of Bayside. It's way dark. All they wanted was to keep the pond. Bayside underground. But that pond was like River's Edge. Bayside after dark. (laughs) River's Edge. Oh, shit. But yeah, so they have... My thing with these assemblies is that they're... It's a corporate... If there's oil at the high school, Mm. that is 100% like some corporate thing. Like they would meet with the school. Never at all would the kids be involved in this in any way. Well, the best part is like we found oil. Yeah. And the next day, a guy in a bolo tie is sitting there in front of 13 people. Yes. Children. Children. Telling you, here's what you're going to get out of it. Yeah. Because that's the way it works. That's Yeah, exactly. Like... The oil company, it would have zero, the students would have zero say in this. Like, he's almost like, how do you guys feel about that? They wouldn't give a fuck. They'd be like, we're drilling for oil. Deal with it. We're corporate America. We own you. But this is also a show built on the premise that they would be friends with Screech. Well, that's true. That's true. (laughs) That the coolest guy in school is best friends. Yeah. That that Zach Morris and Screech would be totally kicking it. Like, no, he would tape his buns together and get the tension. (laughs) Yes. yes, Exactly. (laughs) Yes. So, yeah. So they have this assembly. The oil guy's like, let's talk about how you guys feel about it. And everybody, everyone's on board except Jesse at this point. Yeah. She's the one person going, well, this is not a good idea. Yeah, who's kind of like, it's almost like at that point, the the, the liberal slant of like sort of eco-awareness and mm. like green living was starting to creep into TV at this time because I remember at the same time, I'm pretty sure that like I was going to LA Valley College at the time. Okay. Because I was going to go to Tish for film, blah, blah, blah. Got a record deal. Couldn't go. Was like, fuck it. I'll take some classes at LA Valley College. So I'm doing that. And uh, 
and for one of my classes, I write a spec pilot, a spec episode of A Different World. No way! Yeah. All right. God, I love so, that show. So in my episode, uh, Jasmine Guy comes to school in a fur coat. Of course. And does she get like red paint? And, and Cree Summer's not into it. Okay, of course. This is like pretty Cree ahead Summer! of yes. this is pretty ahead of its time. This plot, so Whitley know. comes to school. Whitley comes to school in a, in a fur coat. Yeah, and then Cree Summer is like not having it. Right. And so she stages a protest. Uh-huh. This is before I did this, obviously. So she like does like a whole no fur thing. Yeah. And it's not cool. And that episode actually got made later. What? I didn't show it to anybody or anything. It was just that prescient. Like that episode, like definitely happened later. Oh my god! So, oh, so it wasn't like they didn't see your stuff. No, it's just like it was a coincidence. No, I oh, gave okay. it to my teacher. I got like an A minus or something, and I threw it away. But like, actually, I found it recently. I think. But I also did like a critical analysis of like race relations in the Cosby Show and like what it did for like black. What people. I want to totally read that. It's probably, I watched the shit out of the Cosby bad. Show and A Different World. So back to back. So the idea that point being that the idea that um that jesse was very like eco-conscious that was just starting to creep into like right television yeah, yeah yeah and as you said earlier for such a sort of like conservative and right-leaning show it's interesting that everybody was so yeah because in. she changes everybody's th- yeah this episode turns into a kind of anti-oil big oil thing which oh, is yeah. weird because yeah most episodes of this are pretty conservative and even have, you know, reference, they call people commies and stuff. Like, it's almost McCarthyist totally. in some ways. But, yeah, this episode, because, you know, they, so they start drilling. I mean, they do. They start drilling for oil, like, the next day. This is heavy. Well, Whitley alienates one of Byron's potential benefactors by wearing a fur coat. <gasps> this season you predicted the future of a different world i should be a showrunner on yes. television yes yeah. that's amazing yeah. wow um yeah so in this you know they do they start drilling like the very next day and then they're in class like they're like what what is this and they're like we got to drill for oil deal with it and again the only person upset still is jesse and they're totally. like it's gonna be great we're gonna be rich like deal with yeah. it um and then mario is like Hey, did you know that oil is used to not only power like power your car, but heat your house and and they make plastics like the earrings you're wearing? And shuts her down. Shut her down. Because she's like giving this sermon in class, like you idiots. Yeah, audible. Ooh, yeah. from the ex, you know, from yeah, the, from the. And she kind of cowers audience. and is like, "Oh, whoops!" Like puts her head down. Guess I'll do showgirls. Yeah. <laughs> Guess I'll be a stripper. Yeah. Since I don't know much about oil or science or whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they. And this is also the end of this day that they start drilling for oil is apparently the end of the week of them taking care of animals, super whatever that assignment was. You have to just go was. by costume changes. It's super yeah, unclear. Yeah, it's like, you're done with your animals now. And that teacher was like, we're going to take them back to the wilds of the Bayside Now we're going to put them back in the pond, all yes. of our animals. Yeah. You have the, the toad, you have... The duck. Yeah, duck, whatever. Yeah, Nessie, whatever. Which yeah. all, Nessie. <laughs> which also, Zach had Becky on a leash. On a leash. Attached was, to what? Pretty sure it was a pink studded leash. Not Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a customized leash yeah, for was pretty a cool. duck. Is best He's walking the duck. the duck. Yeah. And then they go and... Yeah, they go take them to... I don't really remember what happened. I sort of blacked out and then... Well, because they take... So you, we assume... Okay, they take them back out to the pond. The yeah. next scene is in the middle of the hallway where the, where Kelly and Jesse are chained to the fake oil, oil derrick with yeah. Frankie the nerd. Yeah. Franklin the nerd and you are cl- you are Prominent. not having it. Pro- I'm in the background. I'm like, in this scene. I'm like, this is some bullshit. Like, 
I'm like, I don't know what I was disapproving of, but I was really not into it. You, your face is so clearly <laughs> visible, and you are just like, what the fuck is going on? I also did my first, like, yeah, yeah, acknowledgement, because like, there was this like really eager Latino dude with like a weird ponytail and like little Richie Valens curl in the front, yeah. and he kept going like, hey, yeah, talking to me about like, da da da, and I looked over and I did like a yeah, totally, like a yes, nod, and yes. I did like an eyebrow raise, like my first extra move, yeah, and I probably was went into such deep self-loathing that they they give like an extra extra go go background move move right you could tell because we all go oh we're gonna move and we all start moving and getting herded off to the left right and in that move i know i'm on camera and i just made it super clear how bummed i was <laughs> like so i don't know if i was like i just did an extra thing shit i hate myself and i want to die i was just like this is some bullshit and you guys are fucking chained to the thing and fucking yeah you but you visibly look over like look at these weirdos look at these idiots and you and this is where we noticed you are wearing like you're wearing like a huge jeans huge flannel huge jeans over a t-shirt some weird converse like just like huge hip hop clothes and uh that was our thing was we really tried to make fun of everything as much as possible. Right. To make it visible on your face like, I know this is whack. No, not even to save face, but because that's how we enjoyed it. Like, that's how we passed the time. Right, right. It was just like, this is ridiculous. And we knew it. Yeah. By the way, Belding, he's, he sort of knew it was ridiculous. That's Did why. He? Well, I mean, if you look at the way he plays it and if you look at everything he's done since. Yeah. What has he done since? A lot of things making fun of being Belding. Oh, right. Like in his he's pop done culture. cameos yeah. and like music videos he and stuff. He like, yeah. totally gets the fact that he's sort of ridiculous. He's sort of got that Saget thing going on. Yeah, whereas yeah. some people from this era and like these kids things totally take themselves seriously. Right. He clearly does. He's in on the joke. Totally in on the joke. And, yeah. and, and on set you could tell he was like, whatever. Like, this is a paycheck. This is funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so the scene, they're chained to the nerd. They're protesting. Like they're yelling, stop the drilling, stop the oil. Yeah. Uh, in the middle of the hallway... Uh, again, where did they get a giant oil derrick made? It's life. It's human. Not size. the model train shop where he no, got the ones for the no. demonstration like, later. That's they had to have this made by yeah. someone. Shop and shop in shop. Yeah. It's humongous. Totally. They are chained to it with actual chains. Yeah. They went to Home Depot, bought totally. chains, yeah. chained themselves to this in the middle of the hallway, and then you're not having it. And then Belding comes in and is like, "You guys, we got to break this up. Yeah, it's a wrap. They're done. Yeah. Um, and then I'm like, "This sucks." Yeah, what? you're yeah. standing. I was like, "You guys, guy. this is stupid." Yeah, you know, <laughs> you're fully calling him out with your face. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is bullshit. This is totally dumb. Yeah. Uh, so the next scene is they are uh, in the locker room. It's Zach and Screech in the locker room because Screech comes in dressed in like an old timey Coney Island swimsuit. So heavy, like the tank top and Ken Kendall pelvic area. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's all spandex. Oh, so heavy spandex, yeah. the tank top and shorts. And you're like that dude liked machine guns and had se- <laughs> and had sex with extras. That's crazy. That's crazy. That it's so weird to even think of him as a sexual being at that oh, age at and all, in that body. At all. Yeah. At all. It's weird to even think that he had a dick. I know. Like, it's I don't, so yeah, weird. Maybe not. Yeah. So he. So that's weird. But they're all chilling. Him and Zach are chilling in the locker room. And then that's when Slater comes in covered in oil. Yeah. And is like, you Super guys. buff. So, of course. He's wearing like the tiny gym oh, shorts. Super buff. Buffest teenager yeah. in the history of the world. Just got done like raping his teacher. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. You guys are tired. <laughs> tired for being real pushy. Takes a lot of effort. He's like, God, I was like, it's weird. I was, <laughs> hey, Slater, what were you doing down by the pond? 
<laughs> nothing. Uh, yeah, I don't need you. That's not important. Seriously, never mind the girl isn't with the guidance counselor in tears right yeah, now. Yeah, it's not I'm important. What's important is this oil spill. <laughs> so dark. So terrible. Yeah. But he is. He's like covered in oil and he yeah. comes in. He's like in the sink like trying to wash it off. And yeah. they're like, what happened? Yeah. And he's like, you didn't hear? There's an oil spill. Yeah. And that's when they're like, shit, we got to go check on our animal. And Zach, of course, is like, Becky. Yeah, freaking over Becky. Totally. Some weird thing about like, you know, like the time his parents split up for a month and he's yeah. <laughs> projecting and transferring Becky all the, of it yes. on the Becky. Yeah, Becky the it's dog. weird. So they run out there and then the next scene is them is uh Slater and Zach running back into the science class. Yeah. with Also covered in oil. With what the line that I'm going to deliver whenever anyone dies from now on, which is. She's where the oil can't hurt her. She's where the oil can't hurt her now. So though. heavy. Zach is almost on the verge of tears. Zach is like... This is some serious acting. Zach's about to Zach. get a daytime Emmy. Everything's oh, super heavy. Emmy. And all of a sudden, Screech is like, she's where the oil can't hurt her now, Zach. Yeah. And I was like, that is so amazing. Yeah, that line is amazing. But I have to say, it's delivered after... When he... Stroking the dead. It could not be more obvious this duck is dead. Could Super not dead. be. It's just a limp neck. Dead duck corpse. Yeah, and corned beef teacher is like, she's not breathing. Mr. <laughs> corned beef. Yeah, because Zach's like, hey, we need to give her like mouth to mouth. Like he's yeah. for real. Like let's save her life. And the oh teacher God, is like, yeah. you've got to be kidding me. This is the deadest duck in history. This, de- this duck is super dead, dude. And he's just like, it's no, been soaked no. in yeah. oil. And yeah. so, yeah, that's when Zach's And then like, Jesse oh, walked in in like a crazy, like, I work at a bank outfit, like yeah. all of her outfits. Oh, my God. Totally bank teller. And then, like, noticed that she did not touch any of them so she would not get the, yes. the like. Yes, you don't want to mess up those beautiful clothes. Yeah. Bank yeah, teller total outfit. secretary gear. Yeah. But then, so they have Becky, and so everybody else goes, we got to go check on our animals, like Lisa and Kelly and everybody. Yeah. Those amphibian hearts. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah, so they run outside, and then yeah. the next scene is they're all in Mr. Belding's office being like, hey, look at what this oil shit did. And he's like, we got to stop it. Sorry, dude, this is big business. Yes, right? he is. He's Even, like, deal he, with it. Yeah, he's like, we're Monsanto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And He's like, it's time for you kids to grow up and see how the world really works. Yeah, this is the real world, you, you know. This I, is how businesses do it. But I, what I took from that, though, is they all come in and they're, they are all head to toe covered in oil. Yeah. So that means they just let, whoever's in charge just let teenagers. 16-year-old kids can just go play in, in crude oil <laughs> at will. Just let them run out to this oil spill and just. Where are you guys going? We're gonna go play in the oil. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. cool. Just go out to the oil spill. No problem. By the time the bell rings. Yeah, no problem. Go get yourselves covered in oil that's flying everywhere, and go search for your animals. And we're not gonna rope this area off or anything. Just go ahead and go play. They don't have. They don't have the manpower. They don't. There's one teacher. (laughs) There's one teacher in building. (laughs) Who's gonna do it? We can't stop you guys from running out to this oil spill. There's no. There's no staff. So yeah, they're all covered in oils like oh. crazy environmental hazard yeah and uh so they try to convince belly and belly's like what are, i can't do anything sorry guys so then the, the last and final scene is yet another assembly yeah with again the entire school of and the flash people. dance panel yes yes yeah. uh there are there are three adults and then it's you know whatever. and i'm in the background now. you're totally in the background yeah. your epic record shirt yeah but the guy he's giving like the the prospectus kind of like he's got a model of the school oh, and he's yeah. like here's how we're going to remodel it here's no what we're going to do yeah, no trees no nothing but again this is another decision where the kids would not have anything to well, do they're with not it. there to make a decision they're just there to 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 be you know 
to hear what's going on. Right, but no he, parents, by the way. No parents. No parents. This is all children listening children. to a businessman who are the CEO of whatever oil company tell give the like here's what we're gonna do this business plan. I don't children. really it really begs the question, who are they presenting this? That's to? what I'm saying. Like yeah. it's not like are the kids sitting there the with camera. their stock portfolios? I mean, it's really, like, really, yes. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. So that's insane. So he's like the shareholders, yeah. Yeah. So he's giving a presentation that would have been given to like yeah the the board of directors or whatever and saying here's what we're gonna do with all this board. oil maybe money. the school board no maybe of course not. No. but the kids would never be there no but of course in the middle of him doing this Zach stands up of course and is like hey why don't you tell the truth about what's really happening right brings his briefcase full of mini oil derricks that he got from the model train shop they where like totally... a bunch of pedophiles hang out at. yes. And then he pulls those out, and they're like, "What are you doing, young man?" And then the the, the lady got her like got Taff Hartley because she's like, "What are you trying she to got say? What are you trying to say, young man?" Right. He's like, "What I'm trying to say is," and then he just mumbles a bunch of shit, and then right. he pulls out like some old timey like squirt mechanism and starts spitting yes, oil. Yes, it has oil in it somehow that yeah. I guess he probably collected when he was well, playing had, had, at the what, scene of the what, crime. Remember they had Ziploc bags full of oil. Full really. of oil, yeah. yeah, of the animal, yeah. So he's got this pump. Was that for the demonstration? Were they that ahead of the game? No, that was after... No, that was after... Like, that was their... Here are dead animals right. in these Ziploc bags. I was going to say, that's like show a gun in the first act. Yeah. Using ah! in the third. They're like, really... Yeah, it's like foreshadowing. Yeah, it's heavy. Thing. The callback. But yeah, so he, after this, he's telling the oil guy, yo, tell the truth, putting all the oil, oil derricks out. Yeah. And then he's like, this also might happen, and squirts the guy. Mm. And the guy's like, I'm covered in oil. And he has like two drops on him. Yeah. But then Zach's like, yeah. But at least, and Kelly goes, at least you'll be alive when you wash it off. Yeah. And she delivered that line really just like no impact. It was just right. like, wah, wah, yeah. Wah. It didn't really hammer the point home. But however, they still were victorious in that this one act by Zach of putting all those fake things on the fake model. It's Mr. Belding was like, that's right. Fuck you, oil guy. Get yeah, out of here. Yeah, He turned real quick. He's a yeah. fucking turncoat. He's got no allegiance. Yeah. With Benedict Arnold. But, but not before Lark is like, she made some proposal like, no homework and fashion in class. Oh, when they were going to be rich and own the yeah. school. So yeah. So, like, was she before Hillary on The Fresh Prince? <gasps> yes. Yes. That was like the Is fir- that a trope? Like the fashionable rich black lady? I think that that was, like, playing against type. That that was the new thing that emerged in the 90s with, like, Whitley. Yeah. Lark. And her was like, you know, we've got to, like, make this, like, black girl different. Like, maybe she's, like, really into fashion. Maybe she's the vapid blonde cheerleader. Yeah, instead of – yeah, that's actually fascinating. I do believe Lisa Turtle was probably first in that. Her name is Lisa Turtle? Her name is Lisa Turtle. awful. We've when Paul Tompkins was on, we had a lengthy discussion about how no one in the entire universe has ever had the last name Turtle in the history of the world. Yeah. That's fucking awful. Lisa Turtle. God, that's just – that's just – Yep. Mm-hmm. Wrong. Yeah, that's not a last name that anyone has. No. But you're right. She could have been the start of that, like, fashionable upper class black lady trope. Yeah. yeah. That's fascinating. But yeah, so, but that works. Whatever that is works because, and that's the weird liberal slant on this, is at the end of the episode, it turns, they're all like, yeah, fuck oil. Fuck big oil. Fuck big oil. Yeah. Which I never would have expected no from GMOs. these writers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no GMOs. Yeah. So... Yeah, and you lived this whole episode. I lived that episode. And the best part about the whole thing, if it could get any better. I was about to say. So I did a couple. I don't know what other ones I was on. And years later, um, when my band, She Wants Revenge, was becoming really popular, Uh somebody posted a picture 
of a screen grab when they released the box set and they found it and they said well first i would always get the random call like prince paul who produced de la soul called me once and he's like he's like yeah, yo he's like dude are you on saved by the bell and i'm like yeah he's like i saw you in the background prince like, paul cr- watches saved by the bell first of all is the greatest like, thing i've ever heard he hit me and said that and i was like yeah and then a couple of other people were like dude i saw you in saved by the bell and so somebody did a screen grab and is like by the way this is the singer for she wants revenge and they did that and so as I was looking on my IMDb profile later, which I'm not an actor, but, you know, you appear on Yeah, but even show. if you have, like, music videos and stuff, somebody will put that on there. Well, no, well, they didn't do that for me, but they did, like, Conan, Letterman, yeah. Jimmy Kimmel. Like, sure, when you perform. Yeah. And then Saved by the Bell was there. So what I did was I started an IMDb. I had already had an IMDb Pro account because I write. Right. And I was looking up stuff, you know, like the trades. And so I'm doing that. And, and, I, and I, I start modifying my thing. And I put a little picture on this cool picture of me. Like, so you find that on the IMDb page. Right. A little bio. I made like a little weird thing. It's not about acting or anything. It's just like some things that people would find it. Right. And then I submitted an email to them to make a correction. Because I was so embarrassed that I was on Saved by the Bell that I, I told the IMDb guys. I was like, like hey, you- like you guys have it all wrong like that I was, wasn't me I, that wasn't me no you can't put that as my credit because i never appeared on it like right. there's no proof like i didn't do, like who submitted that that's just clearly not me right and they didn't even respond they're like whatever dude like we know it was you okay well let me ask you this. how great is that so then i turned and i was like you know what like i'm into it you like, gotta own it i owned it and i really went public with it and like i yeah. went very like, <laughs> I, went, I, I was so. like no like by the way, I was on Saved by the Bell as an extra. Yes. Yeah. So you're not going to be upset when I post the picture I just took of my TV of Stoked you. On, but you missed the – there was an even better one. You got to get the one by the oil there. Oh, yeah, where you're really making a face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to own this. You can – this is – you, it's, again, it's, it's you've good. lived 50,000 of my dreams, and yeah. this is one of them, this actually is, being on set of Saved by the Bell. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I mean, I want to call – I want a phone call from Prince Paul regardless, but I want one being yeah. like, dude, did I just see you on Saved by the Bell? And I'd be like, fuck, yes, you did. Yeah, it's pretty good. Like, it, just some random conversation. Somebody be like, oh, I'll say about them. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I was an extra on that. They're like, what? So, like, yeah. and you also keep in touch, like you were saying earlier, with people that you were also extras my with. Buddy, yeah, my buddy Yuri, and I just found Scotty on Facebook yesterday. I don't know what happened to Liddell. Dina is an art, uh, has an art gallery. Like, it's surprising. Everybody's, like, become really successful. Yeah, except for, like, the core Casper. people. So, are there, are there anybody else that you, do you keep in touch? Or were you friendly with anybody else in the cast? Like, obviously, you weren't trying to hang with Mario or shoot guns with Screech. But was there any... No, I mean, there was definitely... Well, you anything? know that weird thing that happens, like, when, in your 20s when, like, you break up with somebody and then, like, you're single and you're like, God, I don't want to date. And then you go through the phone book and you do the, like, well, I dated them. They were kind of cool. Maybe yeah. I'll revisit that. Yeah. Or you're like... You're like maybe like Stone. You look through your high school yearbook. You're like, where are they now? Like pre, totally pre Facebook when you're sing, newly single and you're like, remember that cute person? Yeah. Like there was definitely a like, how do I revisit Jesse? Oh moment. yeah. But I never pursued that. Really? Yeah. I think. Oh, we are married too now. I was about to say she's married now, but so are you. So yeah, no. It's, I guess it's never happening. It's a super dead issue. Yeah. yeah. Well, the fact that she even wanted to specifically make it known. Oh, so amazing. she was into it. It's it like great. the best thing I've ever it's heard. Huge, yeah. Because everybody and it was funny because everybody was into Tiffany Amber Thiessen. And you and were like, like, no thanks. I was like, no way. Give me the girl with the mom jeans and, yeah! the, and the protruding guns. Totally, totally, totally. And like the secretary Give me the tall girl with the flat ass, please. Yes, that's hilarious. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, I super appreciate you coming over to do this. Thank you for having me. It was so awesome. Yeah. You have the greatest stories. <laughs> you're welcome back anytime. If you figure out what the other ones that you're prominently featured in, Gotta you're welcome out. back yeah. anytime. Well, now you'll be on the lookout. 
Oh, I got totally will. Yeah. And I expect a phone call from Parker Lewis pretty soon. It's going to happen. Okay. Also, I want to ask before, is this, I'm a huge Manic Street Preachers fan. What is this? Okay, it's totally not the Manic Street totally Preachers. Totally not the Manic Street I, Preachers. I'm asking we, we, about We bonded tattoo. before the show about Britpop. Yeah. And um, I just don't get them. I actually saw them on, um, what's that guy who still has the show and it's like plays every band? Jules Holland? Yeah, I saw him on yes. Jules Holland last week. And it was... Um, and I was like, God, I never got oh, we're them. We're going to end this on a bad note because I, I saw them play here uh, and it was like one of the greatest shows like, I've ever I'm seen like, in my Nikki, entire life. Nikki still wears makeup and they're never going to find the guy. And I was like, I just don't get it. But this is a really weird geeky reference. There was a um, – there was um, For the people, your tattoo says everything must go. It says everything must go on my wrist. Album, which is why I asked. What it is is there was a miniseries in the 90s called Wild Palms. Uh-huh. And it was executive produced by Oliver Stone. It was starring Jim Belushi. Okay. And I think Dana Delaney. And it was a, about Robert Loja as a guy who is a seafaring nautical themed cult leader <gasps> who owns Channel 3 and has started a network um, of uh, – not a literal network, but he has like basically like sort of an organization that controls um, Channel 3. And he's basically – it's like when virtual reality, it was like that 90s period when like William Gibson, everybody's talking about like virtual reality totally. and future and like, like end, end of days and Max, yeah. pose Max Hedrum. And it's like basically Wild Palms is about like this guy and his sort of evil, evil organization and how this guy at the network sort of finds out what's going on and like it's divided into two camps. And it's like the fathers and the sons and like the fathers, like they all had a matching tattoo on their inside of their palm where you get like the Mi Vita Loca and it was of a palm tree. Uh-huh. And... The banner above him in his like um, at his network and at his cult was said everything must go and the reason why was because like um, he had this memory of his dad having a store and then like something happened the economy got shitty whatever blah 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 and like he had a fire sale everything must go and he was like traumatized by his dad's lack of success and failure and that's why he became like this um, this this sort of cult leader that's got a lot of nods to some organizations that were very well known but wild palms started as a as a graphic novel comic strip in details or detour magazine in the 90s then was made into this miniseries that was amazing oh my god i'm gonna watch it now so i have that and i also have some um brady sinellis words this is not an exit and oh right here. yeah yeah dude okay well i gotta go my watch. goal is max katie Cape Fear by the time I'm done. Oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like Loretta. Like the right, whole, right. Yeah. Ah, all of it, yeah. What an awesome goal. <laughs> oh, it's a heavy goal, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much for being here. It's seriously been awesome. Thank your you tw- Your Twitter is just at Justin Warfield, right? It is. And so that's where people can find you. And yep. you're a super famous rad musician who gets phone calls from Prince Paul and fucking hangs out with Graham Coxon and, and all this kind of rad stuff. And is best friends with the with Depeche Mode. And um, I'm going to end this now so that, that I can just pick your brain and hear more stories. Okay. Um, and thank you guys for listening to another episode of Go Bayside. And the next episode I will be doing after this is The Wicked Step Brother Part 1 for all of you guys watching along on Netflix. So thanks a lot. Bye. Be, 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 be.